bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Coming in from the Second Baptist Bar and Grill. An extra special presentation of... Sidetrack. I guess that means we're back. I guess we're back. Another episode of Sidetrack coming out of the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, and uh, our apologize, apologies to everybody uh, for our previous two shows. This one isn't going to be much better, but the audio quality should be much higher as we finally got the last piece of the puzzle. One of, anyway. We Well, we have it. We just don't know how to operate it. Yeah, actually, it's 20 after 5 right now we're recording, of course, on Wednesday. We started yeah. this what, like two o'clock? Uh, it might have even been earlier than that. Yeah, something like that. It's been ridiculous. Us trying to learn this fancy new board, but I've considerably got... more gray hair now. Oh God, I you're you're missing half the hair in the front of your head. Bill pattern baldness is yeah. running pretty prevalent right now, but we're up and running, and uh, hopefully this is doing what it's supposed to. But it's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. Yeah, there's a lot of that being said. <laughs> the opera's manu- operator's manual, if you owner's manual, however you want to call it, if you buy an Allen Heath board, just burn it. It's useless. It's uh, it's definitely written for somebody who already knows what the hell they're doing, and we don't. Absolutely not. We barely can operate microphones at a pole, let alone try yeah. to produce stuff. Yeah, not uh, not completely all the way savvy yet, but we'll get there eventually. So with that, that's the rest of our show for today. Thanks for stopping by. Have a good evening. <laughs> this has been Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. Uh, news. We got any news? Uh, nothing really in the news. Of course, uh, the big poll coming up this weekend here. Uh, pullers on their way out as, as we will be speaking, of course. Uh, actually, probably will be pulling uh, Lebanon, Missouri, starting, yeah. I believe, Thursday. They're going to do two pre-qualifiers. And then, of course, go to the main event on Saturday for the National Antique Tractor Pulling Association's last pull for the indoor circuit this year. So good luck to everybody traveling out to Lebanon, Missouri. I pulled it up thinking, hey, I might be able to go there. Missouri ain't too far from Missouri. Uh, yeah. And then I looked up Lebanon, and I'm like, I'm not going to Arkansas. No. <laughs> Way out there. It's in the middle of nowhere. They can be able to pull this off because uh, I don't think Fearless Leader's been doing much work. He's been blowing me up on Facebook all day. <laughs> oh, he does that every day with me anyways. You know, I mean, he's got a tough job. High, high, high pressure job. Extremely. Making sure those corn stalks don't get out of line. <laughs> so uh, next now, up. Uh, uh, today's campuses, though, are camp I, if you feel like being a smartass. Uh, I think most of the students spend most of their time in a corner crying in their safe space. Yeah, I think you're right with that one. I mean, welcome to millennials. Yeah. Bye-bye, Snowflake. And my broadcast partner is inexplicably getting up (laughs) to leave the room. Oh, man. Joys of... uh, Need to work on the soundproofing around here. Duct tape. <laughs> Duct tape would cure that. See how noise. often the simple solution will elude us. <laughs> you know, it's both both the most effective way to get a two year old to quit being loud when you're yeah. trying to do something. This is true. No, people, I'm not. I might be a little serious. <laughs> uh, 
I'll do it. Here. <laughs> Hold on. This is, well. Packaging tape. Ooh, that'll work good, too. Packing tape. Yeah. You didn't have facial hair yet. No, not yet. <laughs> oh, I guess. Don't hurt as bad. It'd be fine. Oh, so we're getting the studio decorated. We got uh, some more pieces up here. Some uh, flyers from previous polls we've attended. Uh, future ones. Uh, Every poll I attend, somebody's taking a flyer. Yeah. Okay. Usually the people hiring us. Yeah. We're going to get a lot more in here. We got two great calendars. One that's more PG appropriate. Another one that I do like April. <laughs> but uh, no, we're getting it decorated here. We got uh, Sid Broughton looking down over us. And uh, Dave Stangle, of course. You got, can't forget the solid junk tractor. Probably one of our favorites oh, over yeah. the years. And uh, Mr. Lee Butts sitting right behind us here at the Press on uh, 1066 Super Farm. An 806 throttle handle that at some point will fall off the wall and bean me one. Well, not only that, we do have our oh shit handle for when we start getting a run. We can downshift a gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's already in the back position. <laughs> but uh, no, it's coming along. We're getting stuff up. Uh, probably going to get some schedules posted in here so that way. Yeah, one up there. Quick the... glance. Yeah, the, well, probably one that's of our a, main ones. It's that's our an important, important one. one for us. And uh, that's the Northern Light Limited Superstock schedule. I guess we can cover that quick, you know. Uh, yeah. You want to follow? I know there's been some updates on it since the last time I have gotten a hold of or talked with Ed Schubert. Ed Schubert gave me a schedule. This one's dated back to December. Um, got this one down in Gordyville. But, of course, they're going to start off the season again. Keyboard. Ow. Shedden, Ontario. Uh, I'll be out there uh, working oh, with Mr. Dan Merrigan. Um, great event. Of course, uh, they're dealing with a little bit of trouble with the ministries over there in Canada, so they had to make some revisions. But Steve Hutchings, uh, Stubby, as everybody else knows him as, uh, does an excellent job out there, so that'll be a great pull. And then you meet us. That's June 16th, the following day. You meet us up in Dungannon, up just north of uh, Goderich on the shores of Lake Huron. As we go to the Dungannon Super Bowl, two tracks, uh, Southwestern Ontario and OTTPA running side-by-side side in the light limited schedule. Again, joining them for the 2017 season. That'll be uh, June 17th, and that'll be probably my first big marathon poll of the outdoor season. Uh, then we'll skip forward to July, July 15th. We're going to go down to Indiana to play uh, Tipton, to be exact, for the first of two events they're going to be hosting this coming year. And then one of our favorites coming up in uh, August, very beginning of August. Yeah. We go to the Cattaraugus County Fair in Little Valley, New York. Uh, Mr. Farron Redding again, of course, uh, being the promoter on that one as we uh, enjoy the beautiful scenery, beautiful layout setting there uh, for the fairgrounds there in Little Valley. Both Little Valley and Langford. Both oh, Langford's real, fun real awesome. Go. And we have, we'll be June or excuse me, August 6th, we'll be out in Langford, New York for the second part of that where we get to go see PPL and NTPA run together for the first time ever. Yeah, that's going to be uh, it's going to be a long day of pulling, but it should be a really good show. The only problem with that one is you run into that, well, what's that show on Tuesday nights after Tony Kosar's awesome show, you know, Spin and Grin, and there's that other. There is? There is. Who's on that? The guy who takes pictures sometimes. What's his name? Um, um, Adam something. Adam Draft. Yeah, Adam, Adam Draft. Draft? Yeah. yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see him, of course. Uh, Uncle Harold Card is, I guess we could best call him the old grouch, but what a really fun guy to be around. I don't know? give a damn. <laughs> And, of course, our friends, the Kenyans out there, as always. Oh, yeah, Kenyans are cool to hang out with. And I'm sure we will see, if not one, one, if not both, of the Morgans out there again this year. Yeah. And another one we get to work with Dan Mayer a little bit, so uh, yeah. looking forward to that. Mad Minion, Luke Comstock, he's a cool guy, too. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so that'd be fun. And then uh, then they start their Ohio Swing uh, the following week. Uh, they're going to start off uh, August 9th. Holmes County Fair in Millersburg, Ohio. Ron Bailey heading up our Ohio side of that. Richland County Fair will be 
two days later on August they, 11th. They got one in the middle now. They uh, do. On the okay. 10th, yeah, Erie County Oh, you've got that. We got to print that one off. Yeah. And I was wondering if Erie was going to come out. Um, that one ain't far for us, so I'm actually thinking about going down there if I can uh, no, just get the, the hotel room and uh, spend some time down there. But uh, Sandusky, Ohio, so that one's uh, more famous for another thrilling ride, Cedar Point. If you're into being a rider, I'd rather be a driver. Absolutely, you won't get. I, I want to go to the water park. I'm big on water parks because I'm water a fat guy. Cool. Float great. <laughs> <laughs> water parks are awesome, but the roller coasters and that, I just nope, nope not nope. me. I've seen steel fail. <laughs> yeah, I just sit over here, drink beer, you do whatever you want to do. But uh, then we're gonna go to the Richland County Fair in Mansfield, Ohio, for the next stop on the tour. Then we're gonna take a day off. Uh, Come back to the action in Ashtabula County Fair, and uh, that'll be uh, August 13th, uh, Jefferson, Ohio, and that will uh, end up, round up that, and we'll take about a week's break, and we're going to come back to probably your and my favorite event to work, yeah. the Armada Fair. Uh, great in Armada, Michigan. Be probably one of the bigger stops for the series this year, as we have two days of pulling action with... Uh, Plenty of money to back it up, as all these do events do. Uh, great payouts being put out, but uh, two days in Armada, and then the that'll be August eighteenth and nineteenth, or nineteenth and twentieth. So those of you who finish up down in Bowling Green and are looking for more pulling action because they took away Sunday from you, just shoot right up. up Interstate seventy five to uh, Interstate ninety four, and we'll get you right into the Armada Fairgrounds, and uh, you can watch a full day of pulling on Sunday. Along with two sessions on Saturday, if you want to come up for that, it's only it's only a couple hours north, and and then uh, a new another late edition here on the tour is that the uh, late limiteds are going to go on that Monday, um, yet another uh, half hour forty minutes up the road to the Sanilac County Fair here in Michigan and Sandusky. Um, two tracks, yeah, now a two track venue. Uh, last year is the first year for that. Um, good, well, strong support county fair pulling is is big and. That part, this part of the state, and you know, it's the home basically for Thumb Tractor Pulling Association, so it's it's a good turnout there too. Oh, absolutely, and they did an excellent job last year getting the track and keeping the flow moving for the event. So, looking forward to that. And then we're gonna go to Wapaka County Fair in Wyoaga, Wisconsin. And if you can't pronounce it, don't even try spelling it because it's no. not that easy. But uh, the Spiegelberg family gonna be hosting. Uh, one-day event out there, the North-South 300, and then the Wisconsin Tractor Pulling Association NTPA pull going to be later on that night, August 26th. And then they're going to go up and miss, meet Mr. Uh, John Anderson. Go up to uh, Monroe, or excuse me, not up to, west over to Monroe, Wisconsin for the Cheese City Challenge. Mmm, cheese. And uh, that'll be August 27th. Then September 9th, we're going to wrap up the action back down in Tipton, Indiana for the Tipton Fall Poll. And uh, as of right now, I do believe uh, at least one of us is going to be down there announcing that one. I'm I've, hoping we're going to get both I think both we both should be there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if not, I'm going. Yeah, either way, we're going to go. So just south Indianapolis is Tipton, so not too far of a drive for us. But looking forward to that. I can see a lot of the Kentucky guys come up because it's really a hop, skip, and jump for them to get yeah. that point in Indiana. Yeah, it's pretty much kind of center of the state, so get everybody from both sides, kind of meet in the middle. Yep. So next step, and I'll let you get over to it if you can find it. What's that? Birthdays. We don't have any obituaries again. I'm ready to go. Okay. You're all set, ready to go. And, yep. of course, today, which will be August, April, sorry, and I'm back on August thinking about pulling. But uh, April 6th, we got quite a few to shout out to uh, for today, actually. We got a... Bunch of them together, but uh, first one on the docket, a very, very, very close friend of ours, uh, young man who's uh, helped shape our business card, so to speak, but uh, really in tune with pulling Mr. Richard Bonneau, turning 16, so uh, happy birthday, and I, I don't, I can't remember if you get your license in Canada when you're 16 or 18, I cannot remember that. No idea. Don't really worry about it. Don't care. Then, uh... It says Shelly Benoit beneath, and I see the age, but of course I'm not going to say that she's turning 27 again. 
But a happy birthday to Shelly, if that is your birthday. To, I didn't know her and Richard shared a birthday, but, but again, I normally do get pretty drunk at their place whenever I'm down there. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Mr. Hawkeye Deer himself, Mr. Steve Queck, turning 60. Happy birthday to him. Tough running John Deere 70 mm. coming to you out of Iowa. Yep. You want to talk about this guy with the receding hairline next? I guess we could. I, I'm calling bullshit on the age, though. No, he's not that old. No, he's older. Much, much older. Yep. Matt Marsh, the owner of Matt, Matthew Marsh, Sled Reynolds over in southwestern Ontario, turning 34, uh, well oiled uh, rig. I don't know, maintainer, I believe is what it would be, but he deals a lot in the oil fields over there. So, But, yeah, owner of two pulling sleds. What? How? 34, he owns two sleds. How? Where are we screwing up? Oil field money. Ah, right. Who else does that? Oh, 2.5 by 5.2. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> What's that song? Uh, oh, another one bites the dust. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Then, uh, let's see, Friday. Actually, I got a couple. You got one. I'll let one. you uh, hit yours. Uh, super stock, open super stock diesel truck puller, Josh Dieter, 27 years old. Sean Andrews, another uh, truck puller, uh, diesel persuasion, one of them weirdos, turning 27, so happy birthday to him. Oh, boy, we got a... We gotta, Got a couple here coming up uh, on Saturday. First one I got is uh, Brian Moss, Oliver uh, Tractor Puller. I do believe in the light limited class. Uh, turning 37. Who else we got on the list here? I'm trying to. I don't think I got anybody for Saturday. I got too many people on Facebook, so I can't even keep track of who's who. Who's actually, yeah. Who needs mention? Who needs to be mentioned and who doesn't? Oh, real easy way to check is you check your mutual friends and see. <coughs> Beer. Okay, I know him. No, he isn't involved <laughs> in pulling now. Uh... I know who he is. He is a farm all guy, so I got to give him credit there. Never heard of him, Max. Yep, that's my thought. Let's see here. I know we should know that name. You're on Monday already? Nobody... I don't have anybody else to really... Uh... Really? Uh, what's that second one you have for Sunday? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep, I do have that one. <laughs> he, he, he does have a kind of crucial part in the sport. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, why don't you hit that one as I check track down yeah. to make sure these other two are who I think they are. <laughs> on Sunday, uh, Richard Love is turning 42, another sled operator out on the East Coast. That's all I, I. That's all I have. The other two are just local bozos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I assume are good people. April tenth, Monday, Mister Jeremy Buckman turning forty-two years old. Man, you're old. God, he looks it too. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, then we got that one guy. From up in North Branch area. A hemorrhoid guy? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Preparation H himself? No, he's just a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Greg Harmon, turning 29. I never realized, you know, Greg and I have talked, and I always forget that Greg and I are that close in freaking age, you know. Uh, and he's got a pro st- Hypermax Pro Stock, and I, I've got a microphone so i can do something wrong with you you're certainly not very good (laughs) that's fucking (laughs) truth (laughs) oh on tuesday we 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 have to mention this guy he doesn't pull but he's at every pull he's always there and he gives us something to do oh my god mr jim gill is turning 50 jim you really don't look your age buddy i picked you for 74 (laughs) the mayor of minden city yep mr jim gillis everybody knows him as gilly happy birthday to him also ryan gibson coming out of petoskey uh 
part-time uh, truck puller who likes breaking parts. He's turning 25, so happy birthday to him. Could be a correlation there. Yep. Uh, Spencer Fulkerson, another antique puller, turning 22. And uh, one of the two girls that are pretty near and dear to us. Yeah, Katie Foro's turning 21. Uh, part of the tag team 10 farm perennial champions, it seemed like. They, they lost it last year because... They went off to school. Yeah, didn't pull. They didn't pull. But uh, you know what that means now? It's Dad's turn to get out there and kick some ass. No, I'm talking about her turn 21. Oh, yeah. Well, our made a beer tent. Oh, boy. <laughs> Katie, prepare for an education this year. So happy birthday to everybody out there. And uh, that's all we got for that right now. But we do have some interesting topics we pulled out of our ass in the last 30 minutes. So. <laughs> With that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Polar Air Compressor since 1977 is your factory direct source for quiet industrial piston compressors from 3 to 25 horsepower, rotary screw compressors from 5 to 400 horsepower, refrigerated air dryers, and a full line of parts and service. Find Polar Air at EatonCompressor.com or call toll-free at 877-283-283. 7614. That's 877 283 7614. Also, make sure to check us out on Facebook. If you are a fan of truck and tractor pulling, here at the Pulling Radio Network, we invite you to go check out our friend Jamie Darbro's Facebook page. Truck and tractor pulling from a fan's point of view. Guaranteed to give the most up-to-date truck and tractor pulling news, event flyers, results, and photos. Now also on Instagram at Tractor Pulling Fans POV. on sidetracked on the pulling radio network time to launch into a handful of things we've got for you we got some things today yeah a few oh come on slow ass computer there we go slow ass wi-fi we got (laughs) i don't know why this thing bogs down like it does but uh yeah we wanted to the list have come out on uh ntpa's pre-commits and so we're gonna Take a look at those, and not a whole lot that really jumps off the page at me too much, but... No, no, there really isn't. Um, Turnouts or commitment names, pretty decent amount in most classes, we'll say. Let me see here. I got to go back and find something because I screwed up. We can start off. Why don't you uh, pull up the first class there? Yeah, it looks like the Unlimiteds are going to be a full load. Uh, Chuck Knapp, Bauer, Berg, uh, Benedict and Chriswell team with two. The Joe Stocks with two. Um, Ricky Rose, Dave Richardson. Wayne Purser coming back. Uncle Sam's going to be on the tour again, so that's good to see. Yeah, that's one I'm trying to find right now is that dang page because I screwed up and didn't open the one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought I clicked them all, and I'm going, wait, no, something ain't right. And then the limited mods are a little bit light. Um, Brett Berg is on there, Doug Lively. I know he's uh, doing a pretty major chassis redesign to get ready with Bank Robber for this year. Joe Stocks again with two. Dennis Christensen and uh, Ricky Rose um, on the list. And then uh, the Fintechs out of New York uh, have signed up. Kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe a little questionable about Christensen and the fintechs whether they'll actually commit and run the whole season. They may start that way, and then if uh, they aren't doing so well, we may see them uh, vanish toward the the end. Be interesting to see how that goes, though. They may have something uh, up their sleeve and ready to go for uh, something new, new tractors we don't know about, maybe. Who was that? Uh, fintechs in New York and and Dennis Christensen. Dennis is one who's been out there for. 
forever polar. Yeah. Oh, he's been around a long, long time. Uh, the really the only time I can think of in recent memory though that I've seen him really run a full GN schedule was the first year for the Light Unlimited. Because that's what Rat Pack. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up and uh, getting the yearbook uh, Polar magazine, mm-hmm. and you always saw him running down what division or region four or whatever think... down East Coast or no? Excuse me, out Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, three and five. Yeah. So. Uh, Always one that's always stood out to my head and great running tractor nonetheless. Light unlimited, nothing really surprising there. Brandon Simon, of course, mm-hmm. is going to be back up and running. Keith Wason, Matt Ferry, Terry Feist and Todd Feist, Manny Ferry, RJ Simon, of course. That one it's I still am not used to seeing that. Simons are in two wheel drive. That's it. Yeah. It's kind of unusual. And one of the two Simon tractors, I'm not sure which, I don't know if it's still a partnership with uh, Bruce Law involved there. I believe so, yeah. Like one of the, I think Simon's owned the chassis and Slaw the motors or something like that. I don't remember. Of course, Paul Coon's coming back. Brian Deekman, a good friend of ours, is going to be back up and running with the Rat Poison Allison aircraft engine. And then uh, Jacob Ole going to be rounding out the pre-commit for this year. Mini mods, no big surprises there. Nope, three Kesters, two Bowers, the uh, Bergen Martin, that's a team as well. Um, Hathaway's going to be back with a brand new Mini after selling off the other two. And then Jerry Thompson and, and the legend, <laughs> Ken Vinny. Oh, yeah, I do see him in there. <laughs> <laughs> Super semi, going to be light as always, but one yeah. really stands out. And uh, great to see him back is uh, Jack Kilmeyer with the jacked up truck that has become YouTube and social media famous oh, man. for blowing its top. And that's probably been the most exp- impressive destruction of a block I've ever seen yeah. in my life. That was a lot of cast iron that went flying up there. And, uh, you know, but it sounds like uh, back together and ready to go. But it sure was impressive to watch. Gene Holkey, Tom, and Pat Eileen. I- 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 um, Sonny Gracie and uh, Brian Elithorpe run, rounding out the list, or Elithorpe, I don't know how to pronounce that one, but uh, rounding out the list for uh, 2017. Super stock four-wheel drive diesel, another one. No big surprises coming up to bat on this one. No. Seeing uh, definitely some coming out of the hazy, Hazley camp. Carl Atley back at it again. Kent Crowder, Shane Kellogg, Justin Gearhart, you know, John Blair. Don Bowling, Brian uh, Withrow, and uh, Chris Ryan rounding out your uh, list, of course. But uh, the two Hazley trucks, always uh, good top runners. But I do love, you know, I guess it's no longer really the Ohio Cat truck, but it, no. but uh, Carl Atley's truck has always been one that's always stuck out because that was the first truck I saw, diesel four-wheel drive truck I saw. They were out campaigning. They really went all in, yeah. Uh, and that truck's still for sale. Oh, God, yeah. Let me just run right to the bank and get money for that. I'm really rich. <laughs> Thanks, Donald, for rubbing that in. Four-wheel drive, truck class, course of first entries. You got to expect them every year, year in, year out. Jim and Paul Holman uh, lost their dad this year, so yeah. uh, condolences to them. Peyton Davis with two trucks. Uh, Tim Skelton, of course, the Foster family from up uh, just north of here, Uh Tanya and Car- Carmen sharing driving duties in Foster Child and Rob Foster once again in the seat of Simply Red. Lisa Peterson, Ted Skelton, and Tyler Cobb going to be rounding out the mix. It's really, a, you know, Holman's and, and Cobb with single trucks and then everybody else has doubled up. So another, another round of uh, team efforts. Two-wheel drive pickups. <coughs> once again, no big surprises coming out there. Theobald. Petro slash Frazier, Corzine. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesse's bringing out two again this year. Randy, of course, is one. And uh, Joey Frazier also going to be in the seat, which means there's one truck still missing from the mix. Two. They got six now? Yeah. Do they not know they're like rabbits? You got to separate them? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Don't tell me it's another tea bucket. 
No, two times a full body truck that uh, Chad Mayhill's been doing had done. A okay, that I forgot about. He's yeah, he's going PPL, and they, they still have the original Kathy's complaint, which yep. is which comes out for special occasions. Yep. Um, Renee and Doug Theobald, of course, going to be coming out playing. Craig and Ashley Corzine with the shell trucks going to be out and running. Um, Brian McDonald, Russ Nichols, and Alex Ort going to be rounding out the pre-commits for the Supermod two-wheel drive pickups. Green, 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 red, red. Must be talking about pro stock. Yes, yes. How, yeah. could, you, how could you tell? Getting no surprises in this one either. Well, one. A little bit. Oh, do tell. Cody Shea coming over from the PPL side with the Red Edge Pro, but everybody else, it's the usual suspects. Tim Kane, Chris Kane, always been out there. Kevin and Danny Schmucker. Um, Mike Connie going to be bringing out the two again. Uh, Charles uh, Pelletier, I think is how he pronounces it, but it's around here is pronounced Pelletier. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, actually got to see dino videos of... Uh, his run up there in uh, Quebec, Ontario, right there near the borders where he's at, um, doing dinos out in the middle of nowhere in some shop, uh, getting the pro stock ready. Robbie Lemke always has always come back to play with the new generation. And uh, Mark Lawyer going to be rounding out the mix. Yep. Lots so once again, very, very green, heavy pro stock class. Yeah. Well, isn't it everywhere anymore? Well, Super Farm, Michigan and Ohio versus the world. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The decks might be from Nebraska, but let's face it, those tractors are Monroe County. Well, did you see my post on Facebook? Which one? Uh, asking a question to Ryan. Oh, did yeah. Ryan, yeah. Did, did Ryan get to claim him as a dependent right? this year on his income taxes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Practically live in there. <laughs> But uh, Rod Deck, of course, uh, point champion uh, mm-hmm. and uh, ring winner down in Bowling Green for this year. Uh, Brian Deck also going to be back out with One Bad Apple. Brad Hart, Dave Whalen with My Last Excuse. Drew Parkinson, Russ Freeze with uh, the John Deere going to be back up and playing. Brooke, Brooke Jr. and Brady Ferris going to be coming out of South Central Michigan with uh, the absolutely nuts. Assorted nuts. Assorted nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yep, uh, John Silsby, uh, hope to see him in the seat this year, really do. Um, had been having health problems, so yeah. we really hope to see him back out. Another guy coming to you out of the west side of the state. I expect that he should be back. Yep, uh, I know uh, Rob Trowbridge did Rob some Trowbridge did some subbing on the winter circuit, uh, was in the seat for Louisville, so, uh, and not like Rob's a f- unfamiliar in the seat no, of a he knows super dri- farm. knows how to drive him, so... Lee Butts, of course. Uh, Little Lee is somebody Dick Lane referred to him as. uh, He is a short guy, but going to be back out. And actually, we got Lee right behind us. uh, His uh, hero card with press on and Dan Parkinson rounding out the mix. So, little story about Lee, and and that's not meant as a pun. Uh, The guy actually, yeah, he is. He's a short guy, but um, in my estimation, I think you could agree with this. There's a reason why that tractor is called press on. And it really does have to do with Lee and some of the stuff he's been through in his life. You know, he's he's beaten cancer, and um, you know he's he's a he's a tough son of a gun. He stands pretty tall in my book. Oh, absolutely! You gotta love Lee, and uh, just a great guy overall. Always, always willing to bullshit with us announcers yeah. uh, before a poll. So, super stock open, of course. Two big guns we always are going to expect in the class: Josh, Bla- Josh Blackburn and Terry Blackburn. I don't know why they put Mike Cheesick behind their names because I've never seen Mike in the seat of the tractors. No. John Strickland, Earl Wells, of course, going to be sharing driving duties again this year. Brent Payne and Earl Wells, another one. Somebody writes the checks and somebody gets in the seat. You know, I, th- I think Brent's actually contributing something there. I'd say. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not selling yeah. Brent short at all. I think GMS has kind of picked up where uh, Brent Long kind of left off. Well, Brent Payne, it still goofs me up. You know, he doesn't know how to paint a John Deere the correct color green, so. I I was cool with it. No, Color of Money was a beautiful tractor. It really was. But uh, Sid Broughton, another guy right above us here. Uh, another one with uh, Michigan Ties coming yeah. to you out with the Desperado. Um, 
still waiting to see uh, when uh, the son-in-law will do open super. Yeah, there was talk there. If he could have gotten, they got. He's got to get rid of Disturbed. If Disturbed could get sold, there was talk of him doing that. Yep, and, and building one to, so he could go pull with with Sid. And another one coming out. We saw the debut of the tractor down in Louisville. Jordan Lustick with the silver bullet. Yeah, beautiful job. But also even more interesting to me is what's going on underneath the hood with that one. I'd like to hear some more. Absolutely. You know what what they've done to help marketing. Uh, Marketing the puller's gear and uh, going in with uh, that strange guy from down there in Ohio. Uh, drawing a blank on his name now. He only sponsorships Bank PRM a little bit. Oh, God. Why am I drawing a blank? Hell, I bought a hat holder from him. It's sitting right behind us. Anyways, we'll keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Superstock deals, old Jody and Colin Ross, of course, going to be back out. Travis Schlebach, Steve Burge, Kent Payne, John Raymond, Edson Lane times two again. Mike Beck and Roger Peterson. Yeah, Scuttlebutt is, is that the second tractor for Lane is uh, some lifelong friends from up in his area want to go Superstock pulling, so it's the old lock and load chassis with a new engine. Yep, and uh, what a guy to have help set it up. We know. Uh, yeah. Know it'll work. Slight super stock, of course, not surprised. Three tractors being campaigned by Brian Korth. We've known it's going to be coming. Yeah. 2017 will be the debut. I mean, the darn the guy can, when it comes to driving a light light super, Brian Korth can drive. Brian's always been a damn good driver. Seen yeah. some of the old photos and that of him pulling you know another one and i actually got to talk to him down in uh bowling green last year and just a hell of a nice guy at that yeah but uh kyle carlin gus are gonna be getting the seat again this year marcus weddleson larry phillips jason hoopman with the commander hopefully he can get out and, and run the full tour yep well I, we know where we'll we will see him at least once this year and that'll be up in langford yeah kind of hard to miss uh basically a hometown pull for the guy yeah it is yeah uh, Brandon Phillips and uh, Jason Irvin rounding out your list for this year, and that's your pre-commits for the 2017 NTPA schedule. Should be a good summer. Calendar came together pretty nice. Should be a good show. Looking forward to getting the season started here pretty quick. Oh, absolutely. Oh, boy. Goofballs on Facebook Messenger trying to get me distracted, and guess what? It worked. Hijacked. Oh, okay. I don't care about DJs right now. I got stuff to do. Do we want to get into this topic right now, or do we want to take a break here and come back to it? Because this one's going to take up some time. Oh, we probably should take a break because... This one's going to be a little more intensive on us, and who knows, might even bring out an Armstead rant. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a break here, and then uh, we'll come back and, and hammer on this thing. All right, take us out. All right, you're listening to Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. Vulcan Products, LLC is a full-service CNC machine shop located in Galleon, Ohio. Since its inception in the 1940s, Vulcan Products has been committed to providing high-quality parts, consultation, service, and value to its customers. We serve industries from telecommunications to high-performance automotive and everything in between. We use live tooling and multi-axis machining. Many jobs can be completed in one operation, providing a savings to the customer. In addition to a fully equipped line of CNC machines, we maintain a full set of manual lathes, mills, grinders, and screw machines. We can apply special finishes, plating, or heat treating to your order. We guarantee satisfaction from the beginning to the end of the manufacturing process, no matter how detailed. Vulcan Products LLC is proud to be ISO 9001 certified and committed to producing quality parts made to your specifications. For more information, go to VulcanProducts.net. And for news, updates, and images of completed projects, find us on Facebook. High Rev Technologies of Jackson, Tennessee. High Rev specializes in applying high-performance coatings to various engine and drivetrain parts. High Rev is proud to offer TechLine coatings. TechLine is the world leader in advanced automotive coatings. High Rev also offers dry film lubricants, high-temperature ceramics, and thermal dispersant coatings. 
Virtually every performance part can benefit from some type of coating. We can coat your parts or supply from our list of approved suppliers such as Clevite, King, FP Diesel, RHS Heads, Federal Mogul, Felpro, and Hastings Rings. They offer custom part designs and machining services, and their projects have run the gamut from large to small. They're happy to take on any size project you can design. Please feel free to contact my friend Josh Mobley at HiRev Technology, www.high-rev.com. And we're back with Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network, and we're going to get into a topic Charles and I have discussed before, but thanks to Mr. Dick Morgan and PullOff.com for bringing it to light again and uh, kind of sharing our mindset on things, you know. And we're going to talk about the legacy classes in pulling, which are basically classes you look back that have been there forever, and that is your pro stock, your open or unlimited super stock, diesel super stock, which were combined in unlimited mod. They've been around forever, but what's it going to take to get more tractors running in the classes? Of course, budgetary concerns are a main deterrent for most people running in that class. And uh, I think a lot of them have really outgrown themselves as far as horsepower numbers to the point where it's hard to convince somebody to buy one or build one and it's detracting from the classes yes you know i grew up pro stocks for 1500 horse super stocks for 2000 roughly 2500 you know i remember when lustix hit five grand on an open super stock and it was considered amazing and it still is don't get me wrong but the problem is we just went through our pre-commitment lists and the numbers are pathetic yeah, it's. I mean, they're, they're, they're those types of classes. The the the, the long term legacy type classes seem to be the ones that suffer the most. Yeah, okay, fine. Pro stock had ten, and and so does four wheel drive and two wheel drive. But um, yeah, the 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 foundation classes, the pro stock and the super stock and and the mods, they're in trouble. But uh, what's you know what's the answer? Have have they earned their place? Their the right to to continue to exist. In the sport, um, are people willing to spend ticket money to go see a class of four or five tractors that are, you know, cost is no obstacle um, types of mechanical contrivances, or are they more interested in a good competitive show? I don't. I have. I have very definite opinions about that myself. Well, guess what? Now's your chance to express them. I am just fine with the idea of, uh, and this goes back to a couple shows ago about the idea of keeping pulling from being fake. Um, I'm just fine with Grand National classes that have four or five vehicles in them that are, you know, sky's the limit in terms of dollar amount spent. And I like thin rule books. What can a smart guy really come up with and make one of these things do? And if the barrier to getting to that level is restricted, well, that's fine. It's still a pure competition, and everything happened on merit. Uh, and I'm just fine with that. At the lower levels, do I want to see more competition? Of course. Do I want to see more vehicles out? Yes. And, and I'm fine with restrictions at lower levels. But at the top, at the pinnacle, you know, diesel super stock is, always, is first, last, and always for me. And, yeah, I want to, you know, there was talk back in the fall with the, the restrictor plate stuff and, no, I don't want any of that crap. I I want balls out diesel supers. In fact, actually, I want them to be crazier than what they are. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, you know, there's a place for it. I mean, absolutely keep an open glass. But, you know, Pro Stocks, 680 cubit limit. You've driven the class to be just green. Ford Alice Chalmers, they can't even consider running. No. No, and, and I'll be kind of curious to see what the fallout is going to be of the billet block rule where maybe, maybe in five years it won't matter because everybody will be running billet blocks just like there are in other motors forms of motorsport where it's all billet hemis or what have you. Maybe it won't make any difference and just be, you know, the hood that goes over it is what identifies and that'll be enough. And this will just be a memory. I don't know. I know, I know you hate that idea, but the, 
I have a meme. It's so hard for me not to put it up. Right. But that ship's already sailed. I hate to say that, but you can't put the genie back in the bottle. How many more dumbass cliches can I say in the next 30 seconds? I I do like the Christina Aguilera reference there. That does give me a good throwback to, you know, my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you care about. (laughs) But no, I mean, absolutely could cut back the cubes. Yeah, I understand the genie's out of the bottle, but you can still try to rein in what you have. And you look at the class like 4.1 and limited pro or light pro stock coming up through the ranks now, and you're seeing more and more pullers going to it, you know, leaving the super farm class that have been pop- so damn popular for so long. And they're realizing they can go play pro stock now. Why is that class so popular? Because you can afford to build them. Yeah, and it seems to have worked to the point now where uh, it just came out here. Actually, I think this morning was the first time I saw this now that uh, the Light Pros within Region 2 is now going to be Region 2 East and Region 2 West. There's so many trackers and so many hooks, they're splitting it. You know, I can't blame them for that. And, you know, we've talked a long time, Michigan, still that super farm stronghold. It is. Where, which, which way is the state going to go? And I, I'm, a, I'm a 4.1 Limited Pro fan. I do like the light pros, the screaming RPMs you got out of them little little cube motors is awesome. But I do like the four point ones a little bit more. And but we're looking missions gonna go light pro. You know, there's already there's already more in the state than there is limited pro, but that ain't saying much. There's only about four or five total between the two classes. Yeah. You know, and they're down near border right near the borders, right where they're at, where they can go to Ohio or they can go to yeah. Indiana or Illinois to run. But you got to do something. You know, you look to uh, what Wolverine's dealing with right now. I'm lacking numbers. You know, I'm, I've got it right here, the super stock combo class, where you've got everything mixed together just because they don't have the numbers to fill a class. They do. And um, I don't know. I On principle, I don't like it. I don't. I think it. You know, it should be super stock. You know, if you if you want to jump up and run with them as a super farm or a pro stock, well then fine. But it's still super stock, and and this combo thing has evolved out of a necessity to to have a show. I get that. I understand all that, but um, I don't know. They're the, the purist in me, I guess, is doesn't like it. I don't. I don't like the idea. You know, I mean. The idea is, I'm looking right here, they're bringing weights down on tractors so that way they can be competitive in the class. No, if you're going to run super stock at 8,300 pounds and you're jumping up, guess what? You got to weigh 8,300 pounds. This balancing act doesn't work. We saw Harmons do it for how long? They had a different turbo that worked better, the super stock class. They'd pull pro stock, go back. Pull the weights off, Mm ten thousand back down to eighty three or whatever it was at the time. Back then, it was actually seventy five hundred. Yeah, swap turbos and come back out and play and be competitive. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, we gotta balance it out so everybody has a fair chance. You wonder why kids are turning a little brats and assholes who want me, 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 me. It's to me, this is another form of participation award. I wonder other days when you'd, yeah, when you'd run two, three different weight classes and the mod guys are pulling engines and putting them back on and making five or six passes in a day. And now, you know, if, you, if they got to, somebody's going to make one pass a week. Oh my God, I can't run any more than that. I got to, I got to go through this and I got to go through that. Well, if, if we make you run more, you're going to find a way to make it more reliable. You're either going to turn the wick back down or you're going to get comfortable fixing shit. We've talked about it for years, you know or as long as we've been on the show, but we've talked about it for years. Look at Europe. Everybody's got to run at least twice. you yeah. got to get in the pull-off, and then you run again. Yeah, happens a lot, and it makes the, makes for a good show, and there's that added drama level where, you know, can they get in the pull-off, and then once it happens, what's gonna, who's really going to drop the hammer, and uh, you know, who's going to learn from, from the first pass and, and took it serious and tried to study and learn the track, and who just blew it off and isn't going to be ready, isn't going to be prepared, those kinds of things. And I think that adds to the the show, if that's what you want to call it. I understand the sport's evolving. It's evolved a lot from its heyday. You know, we don't use step-on sleds anymore. And actually, matter of fact, they drive themselves, for those who haven't been to a pole in the past 20 years. But the track length was 300 foot. I like that they finally put a cap at 320. 
but there's no reason these sleds can't stop them in 300 foot. No, no, and none, none whatsoever. And, you know, as far as the entertainment value that's to be had with the sport of pulling, actually Jake Morgan um, <coughs> has, a, has a pretty regular suggestion, one that I personally agree with. You want to make things more exciting, quote unquote, at a pull. Let's take every class that there is across the board, every single one of them, and the current weight break that they're pulling at now, right now, drop it between 1,500 to 2,000 pounds with the exception of the minis. Make every class lighter to where you can't hook it up and you can't drive. You've got really got to drive it hard. And, yeah, you'll have a damn good show then. Absolutely. The sleds, it'll be easier on the sleds. You know, you won't have breakage mm-hmm. issues. And let's face it, the tractors, you won't have nearly the breakage issues. They're not going to be no. hooking in as hard. You're going to save driveline. You're going to save motors. Guess what? You should be able to run twice then. Yeah, and and the first class I look at when it comes to that is pro stock. Everybody's component chassis. Why do you got to weigh ten thousand pounds? I don't. I see no reason for it. Why couldn't that be a seventy five hundred pound class? Absolutely, you know, and that's one is I'm. Everybody knows I'm not a fan of component chassis. If you got to weigh ten thousand pounds, you can damn do every damn do, near do everything within mm-hmm. a stock chassis. Yeah. Yeah. You keep that cast, all that cast iron that you it came from the factory with. You don't have to hog all that stuff out of there. No, you got the weight there. You need weight. Yeah. Oh, it's not move where you want it. Tough shit. Antique pullers deal with it every day, mm-hmm. and they're still out there having fun. You're turning a bunch of whiny bitches. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that could be done, but you know, back to the core point. You know, the, the legacy classes have they still earned their right to exist within the sport? Um, I, I would say yes. And, and I think the, the problem that we have with why, they, why there isn't the support for them is that beneath those legacy classes and those big core classes, um, everything has become so fragmented and so regionalized and so uh, gerrymandered and geographically specific to the point where there's no longer now a clear ladder to, let's say, diesel superstock. Um, there isn't one. There's no place you can go where you get into the sport of pulling with whatever and you turn your 1066 from a farm stock up through time into a, into a super. There just is no lineage there anymore, and that's that's where things have gotten fundamentally broken. It's To me, it is hurting the sport a little bit. You know, I mean, it's too easy to just stay home anymore because you know how everything's going to shake out, mm-hmm. you know, breakage has gone down significantly and i understand you know everybody watches nascar for the wrecks people in pulling weight for breakage but we don't want it because well it hurts the pocketbook and deters pullers but there's some elements you still need to leave in the sport for fan value first and foremost this is a form of entertainment if you're going to tell me you're going to make millions on it Look at all the people who've tried and gone broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's an, and why I like the idea of getting the, the, the classes lighter to where you really have to drive hard. Um, there's a fantastic documentary out there on Formula One. And if you're not, even if you don't like care for Formula One, it's still a really good film. It's called F1. Go figure. And what's uh, it about? Uh, um, full contact, full contact underwater tiddlywinks. Yes. But uh, Martin Brundle opens the the film with with a short monologue. It says, you know, the, we we go to events such as tractor pulling or auto racing in general because we want to be thrilled. We want to see people right on the edge with a machine. We want to see people do something that we don't think we ourselves can do, control something that we don't think we can control. And he even makes the point. He says, let's face it, we don't want anybody hurt, but who doesn't love a little bit of a shunt? It's part of it. It's part of the excitement and the allure. Absolutely. You know, I mean, look at top fuel dragsters. Everybody's waiting for the motor to go. Yeah. The, the, the two things about uh, drag racing that are, that are very, very exciting is the ones that blow up and the ones that haul ass and put up that huge number on the scoreboard. Everything else is just another lap. It is. Yeah, I'm sure there's some hardcore drag racing people who disagree with me on that, but that's how I see it. That's fine. We got the microphones. We say what we want. Yeah. 
Last time I checked, it was my show. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, actually, things are sounding good on the show, and we got some news coming up here, but... Uh, Hopefully. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, once again, Ultimate Call Challenge, April 21st, 22nd, 23rd, down in Indianapolis. Make sure you get over there. Come watch some of the, probably one of the toughest competitions next to probably like Baja or something like yeah. that or Lama, you know, 24-hour, where they are, uh, you know, putting the motor to the, you know, putting everything to the grind test, you know. There, and there's going to be some details are coming out about everybody's builds here now because we're getting within 20 days of having to be in go time. And, God, there's some weird stuff. That's Wagglers. Be. Wagglers is uh, turning heads, uh, two-wheel drive setup. They kind of, I don't know how, you know, great mushrooms on the pizza and, and a lot of alcohol. And you said, what can we come up with? You know, and that's just it. It's a no-holds-barred event. So there's no whining if you didn't bring enough to the table. No, I mean we're we're, we're seeing stuff come out. Details about Waggler's truck, which is just it's ridiculous what's going on, including the all important final. Somebody has finally gone the step to uh, perfect, create, and perfect the canuder valve. Yes, for an engine, and it's a very important piece because you know there's there's an interrelation here with that canuder valve. It's checking what the muffler bearing speed is and then translating that to make sure that the uh, blinker fluid drive pressure is appropriate. Well, not only that, it's the main, main functioning part to communicate with that turbo encabulator that is so, so important to getting the power of the ground. Yep. And, and, and they're going to do it with an angler two wheel drive chassis and it's going to be something. I'm really excited to see the new generation of turbo encabulator ran here by Wagler, and I hope to see it out on the market because I know I'd like to step up my truck to have that type <laughs> of component in it and, you know, fully utilize the horsepower and drive from them piston return springs. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Uh, and that's just one team. We got other teams launching turbo parts through the yeah. ceiling of dynamo. Firepunk was really uh, limited to their name there. Yeah. Look at the new skylight at Marlatt's Dino. <laughs> so uh, not much left to talk about here this week. I'm glad we're up and running, and uh, hopefully the sound quality is better for you. We got Sounds good better mics. than the headphones, but then I got shitty hearing. So who knows? Huh? What? Exactly. So, you know, we got our good mics back, and uh, we're we're up and running. So look forward to more coming out of Sidetracked, and uh, probably going to see a red line or two coming up here in the near future as uh, we keep... Uh, pushing headway in uh the media form and got to give a shout out to uh before i forget to tony kosar for rocking it out at uh keystone nationals yeah, he did a good job in, in a long 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 day yeah i think he started nine o'clock in the morning he got done at like midnight one o'clock so i've been there done that and uh but great job doing the live feed. Take your time. Nobody's waiting for you. Take a call. Have a cup of coffee. I'm gonna have a nice bagel. Take a little nap. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> but no, uh, good job, Tony. Uh, make sure you tune in 7 p.m. Uh, Tuesday nights to listen to Spinning and Grinning. Uh, come, good part of the team now. Great yeah. to have him on board. Yep. Good. Good. Good find for whoever's responsible for that. So with that, uh, I think we're going to conclude the program Sorry, for today. Need to wrap it up. Yes, yes, we do. So uh, with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Hi, everybody. This is Kenny Eggleston with the Pulling Radio Network and host of the Pullcast, inviting you to listen to the Swap Shop here on the Pulling Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday at 10, 2, and 4 Eastern Time. If you have items you want to sell on the Swap Shop, just call and leave us a message at 518-288-6110. That's 518-288-6110. Tell us what the item is how much you want for it, if you're willing to trade, and how the swap shoppers can get a hold of you. You can also let everybody know if you're looking for parts for a specific vehicle or even information. Once again, 
check out The Swap Shop every Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 8 a.m., noon, and 2 p.m. Pacific Time. The phone number again, 518-288-6110. 518-288-6110. The Swap Shop, a new service brought to you by the Pulling Radio Network.